And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I'm your host, Joel, and yes, yes before you ask, yes before you comment, I'm wearing a hat. It's cold in Canada right now, we had an ungodly ice storm for the last two days, and because I've been wearing the hat all day, my hair looks like shit under here, and I'm not going to look like a homeless person on my own show, Matt, because we, we run a tight ship around here, damn it, and we have standards. <laughs> If you say so. <laughs> I do say so. I say it loudly and repeatedly until I believe it. And yes, everyone, that other voice you hear is Matt. He's he's back from sabbatical, everyone. He's back from his, you know, big, important training mission that he was on. How did that go? It went really well. I, I'm really tired. I, I, I got back today that we're recording this show. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I probably look like shit. And I feel like shit. But, yeah. We got to do a show. And I gave Matt zero breaks. I'm like, man, if you're back, you're you're, wor <laughs> you're working through Christmas, crash it. <laughs> That's why I'll be visited by three ghosts in the night for my miserly behavior. <laughs> you know, I joke about working for Christmas, uh, working through Christmas, but for YouTubers, we have to do that all the time. And our birthdays, you don't get any time off when you're a YouTuber. No, I think like last Christmas, I was I was like doing reviews. Mm -hmm. I think. Some, and some years we don't even get lucky, and they don't even like you know let <clears> up <throat> on the releases. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's that there's that one day where the Christmas takes place just after a comic week, so the next week you still get more comics. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's a total thing. I mean, hey, you went away for two weeks, and you had to double kick in overtime just to make sure you had content while you were gone. Yeah, yeah. I did reviews while I was working. Yeah, it's a whole thing. You know, when I go away for my things, which I love to do when I get to go to a con. I have to work myself stupid the week before to make sure I have content. And in some cases, I have to make up content if the review isn't there. Yep, yep. I know exactly how you feel. Although I am happy because this was a lighter week for comics. I actually got to experiment with some different types of videos. I got to do a new The Story So Far, which I enjoy doing. And I'm working on something else that I'm hoping to release soon that people will like. Awesome. That's cool different type of video i haven't done it before i'm trying to make it funny i'm trying to go for like a comedy thing because you know there's a lot of informative <laughs> channels out there i want to be the one that makes you laugh <laughs> but yes uh really happy to have matt here my regular co-host and i guess with that matt we can hop into what we have going on this week we can definitely all right so i guess the biggest piece of news that came out this week is we got our first look at what the newly reshuffled titans team is going to be looking at uh, looking like at DC after uh, Justice League. No, Justice. Dan Abnett, still aboard. Dan Abnett, still on this project. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 been writing it for how many issues now? Since the first one. So a long yeah, time. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know what issue. I, I kind of fell off of it Me for too. a while there. I, um, but, yeah. I was going to say, I, I like Titans, but it felt like, oh, you, you guys are kind of on a nostalgia trip right now. You're kind of not doing anything new. Okay. Yeah. I was really happy yeah, but to have you back. This looks new, though. It does. It looks very new, and this this is going to get me back in, I think. We got a brand <clears> new <throat> team lineup. Nightwing is the leader, of course. What else? Yeah, yeah I, I really like that. I really like that. Nightwing's leading the team. Nightwing's leading the team, and they seem to be implying that they're going to be bringing this team a lot closer to the Justice League, as it should. They're basically a secondary Justice League. 
yeah, they've kind of realized that these the, the members aren't actually teens anymore. No, no, no. no. <laughs> They're in that in-between. Oh, yeah. They're young adults, but, you know, the young adult titans probably wouldn't sell near as well. <laughs> and it's not alliterative. Raven is on the team, of course. Beast Boy is on the team, of course. They are constant members. Yeah. Donna Troy is our wonder person on the team because you always need someone connected to the Wonder Woman family. But we have two exciting new additions to the team that have everybody going nuts. We have Miss Martian, Magan Maors, is coming back and making a reappearance in DC Rebirth and the DC Universe as a whole. Makes sense since her uncle's back. Her uncle is back. Young Justice is apparently going along at a good speed now the cartoon show uh what is it carrie payton in an interview was like yeah we've recorded all our lines for it oh nice that's pretty cool so maybe we'll actually get to see it matt at some point season three of young justice in between now and death <laughs> on that dc app that may or may not be happening yeah yeah that that dc app that's supposedly happening at some point that dc app that still doesn't have a name all this time later we have shows in development we have pictures of shit you can see but we don't have a name for the app yet <laughs> seems like that's a little backwards seems like you should have started with a name just, and worked your way just just a little bit just a little bit there so yeah we got miss martian on the team that's cool i like her and again you know the fact that they're bringing miss martian into the universe means there's probably a good chance they'll spin her out into a proper young justice book when that happens yeah i i i imagine they're probably gonna have a book or a mini series around the time their netflix show comes out only a matter of time and the other big member of the team and, th and this is interesting because this is a character we haven't seen in a little bit, and especially not in such a prominent role. I, I tricked myself at first when I saw this image. I'm like, oh shit, it's Cyborg. Cyborg's finally back <laughs> with the Titans. But I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was it, Matt? It was Natasha Irons. Mm -hmm. who, who's, who we haven't seen since uh, Super, Superwoman ended. So, And I said in my reviews of that, I hope these characters... Don't get forget forgotten about and just left in the ether of the DC universe and they get reused somewhere. And it's good to see that they're being reused. You got your wish. Yeah, we got Natasha Irons, who is going by Steel, which is, of course, her dad's moniker. This is kind of cool because now we have a Superman family member represented on the Titans team. But it's not a Superboy. It's Steel. Yeah, or well, not a Superboy yet, maybe. Not a Superboy yet, but hey, the way the winds are blowing, it's only a matter of time. I like uh, <laughs> I, I like the idea of Natasha Irons taking up her dad's mantle and, you know, getting to hang out with the Titans. That adds an interesting new dynamic to it. Yeah, I, I don't think she's ever been part of a Teen Titans team. No. Or, or like, yeah, not associated with them, really. So that's really cool. This is a first, and I think it, it could lead to some pretty interesting situations, because it's like, oh, you're the adopted children and the spiritual children of superheroes? Uh, yeah, he's actually my dad, everybody. <laughs> that's that's something, he, he didn't adopt me, you know, he didn't inspire me, I'm legitimately his kid. Yeah. This, uh, this further leads to some interesting things, too, because the, the members who are absent on this team, no Wally West Flash... No, 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 no Wally West, the the, the New 52 version or the pre-Flashpoint one. Pardon, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Wally 2 is on the Teen Titans team, but he's not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting, he's gone, which is funny because he's really important to DC Rebirth, he's the one who kicked all of this off, he's the one who remembered, he's the one if he touches you, he gives you your memories back of how things used to be. 
Well, I think they're they're planning on something to do something with him with um uh Flash War that's coming up yeah, I, soon. I, I don't know don't know when that's coming. Soon, I think. I think it's like either this week or next week. Yeah, I, I keep completely keep forgetting because they had that prelude to it like three months ago. Yeah, yeah. I admittedly know very little about what's going on in the Flash book, but they definitely seem to be saying big things are coming down the pipeline for the Flash family of books, mm. and especially for Wally. Do you think Do you think they'd have the guts? Do you think they'd have the cojones and the balls to be like, you know what, Barry's going away, everyone, and Wally is going to be the official Flash now? Mm, I don't think so, not with the success of the TV show. It's true, they're, they're very much you know, hamstrung by success. You're right, I don't think yeah. they would screw with it too much. But yeah, they got him running around there. No uh, no Arsenal, no Roy Harper. No, no. To which everyone assumed, being the big Green Arrow fan I am, that I would notice that. I'm like, oh, he's not around? Oops. <laughs> my, my hope, my honest hope, is that if Roy is not on this team, please, please, Julie Benson and the other Benson whose name escapes me, Please reincorporate Roy into the Green Arrow book, and please let him hang out with Ollie more, because I think we need that. And by we, I mean I need that, and I would really like that. <laughs> please let make a little Canadian podcaster boy's dream come true by reintegrating the adult sidekick and have them hang out. That would be pretty cool. Or maybe they're going to try and start up a new version of The Outsiders, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because that was the other team. I uh, I reread uh, t- uh, t- uh, Teen Titans, Titans of Tomorrow this week. And I'm like, oh yeah, this was an interesting time in the team because Nightwing wasn't leading it. It was Tim because him and Arsenal were off doing the Outsiders thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised too with Black Lightning and his connection to the Outsiders. They haven't tried to bring that book at all. Mm, yeah i know that, that, that's pretty strange and as well as like he's got a tv show as well that's doing pretty well yeah he's he's gonna get a batman arc he's gonna get a detective comics yeah. arc when uh everything is said and done with time and maybe maybe they'll spin that out into a thing maybe they'll mention what dark knight's metal didn't mention and that is hey batman didn't you start up the outsiders in this new continuity to try and hunt down the metal well i was actually just gonna say i think in in an issue of outsiders they do. They they just like offhandedly mention the outsiders mm. in in metal. I mean, they sorry, did. not outsiders. They did. Yeah, yeah, but they don't show like nope. what that team was made up of or anything. No, they do. It was Black Lightning, Katana, Metamorpho. Everyone. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It was everyone we know and remember. And I'm like, okay, yeah, so they yeah. were a team, and this did happen. Well, what? And Scott Snyder's <laughs> like, I have too much other shit to write. We'll come back to them in a minute. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. We don't know. <laughs> In case you didn't notice, I'm breaking the fucking source wall over here. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the, the new mission statement for this new Titans team, and that's what we're talking about, apparently Nightwing brings them together to track down uh, more stuff involving the metagene. Hmm. Yeah. Which sounds very much like what's going on in Doomsday Clock, doesn't it? Everything with the metagene. It does. It, it sounds like everything's kind of starting to sort of come together and sort of tie up together because i think we're getting to that point where the main dc books are sort of catching up to where doomsday clock is they will have to because doomsday clock takes place a year in the future is it a year i thought it was three i'm fairly certain it's a year a lot lot, but then again this is comics and a lot can happen in a year yeah yeah 
But yeah, so that's Titans, everyone. Looks interesting. I'll definitely pick this one up. It seems it seems like there's a lot of big seismic shifts happening at DC right now in creative teams and stories and everything, but they're kind of just no-selling it, where it's like, yeah, new teams, new writers, new everything. Is is this a special initiative? Is it going to have a name? No, it doesn't have to have a name. Just, you know, DC Rebirth. We're riding with it. I, I think they've kind of, like figured out like oh okay that new age of heroes didn't go over quite as well as we hoped we'll just we won't bother with naming or marketing advertisements and stuff and which, anything we'll just say there's new books which which is fine and it's a lesson i yeah. wish marvel would learn not every big change has to have a rollout and an initiative and a name and everything sometimes yeah. it can just be what's happening yeah it, it took them a, a long time to realize that and also, too, you know, the DC Rebirth era, even though they've lost the DC Rebirth from the top of the books now, but that's still what everyone's calling it, we're still in the DC Rebirth era, it's been going good so far, so, you know, don't don't mess with success, don't rock the boat. No, no, yeah. Mm. Everyone loves that, that one brand. Yeah, for real. And, uh, hey, speaking of great success and don't rock the boat, uh, Jessica Jones got greenlit for a se uh, season three, which we knew it was going to anyway. Yeah, cool. I enjoyed the second season. I thought it was really cool. I did too. It had a couple, you know, uh, stumbling blocks here and there. But overall, I still stand by what we said in our spoiler cast. The best-paced Marvel show. I wish the other shows would learn pacing <laughs> from Jessica Jones. Yeah, it was really paced really well, and it was a good story as well. I don't know where they're going to go for season three, and I know we talked about this mm. too. They did Purple Man in season one. They did the story everyone knows and loves and every you know the story that everyone intrinsically uh draws to when talking about jessica jones season two they kind of made it up as they went along mm -hmm. season three i guess we're gonna see the rise of hellcat uh i don't know what else we could see in that one maybe in a perfect world i'd like to see them include uh luke cage more into it and maybe do like the early their romance yeah i i, I have a feeling that maybe they might make like because at the end of season two trish and Jessica weren't particularly friends anymore. I'm wondering if maybe that now that she's got powers, they're gonna like make them like a like one a villain of the other mm. in a way. That would be a bold. I hope they don't because I like Trish, even though she made some really boneheaded decisions at the end <laughs> of that last season. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool to see them fight. I'm not gonna lie about that. Maybe have like you know Jess Hellcat civil war as they fight over their friends and their family. <laughs> And they smack each other around, and then we'll get a really awesome uh, prequel episode because we've gotten an awesome <laughs> prequel episode for every season so far. <laughs> Ooh, you know what would be fun? Let's have a prequel uh, episode where we flash back to them as kids. That'd be fun. That, yeah, we kind of got that like like before, but they weren't really kids. They were yeah. just like the same actors trying to pretend that they were kids. <laughs> oh, oh, we're twenty somethings. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so 20-something. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Jessica Jones. Good on them. I'm excited for it. And I mean, plus two with this whole Marvel Netflix thing, we don't know how the Marvel Netflix landscape is even going to look by the time we get to season three of this. Yeah, it could, it could be completely different, especially with that Disney app. Yeah, that too. The Disney app that also doesn't have a name. Yeah, I, I, I do think, though, they've, they've said that the Netflix stuff is going to stay on Netflix. It's not going to move yeah. or anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is it with all these companies making apps and not giving them names, Matt? Is it hard to do? Oh, apparently. 
look, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, Disney Company, Warner Brothers, look, you can look to Joel and Matt of the comic multiverse, give us <laughs> give us like twenty dollars and half a sandwich, and we'll we'll brainstorm some good ideas for you. Yeah, it's it's that simple. You don't have to spend millions of dollars. I uh I forget who said it, but someone said something genius to me when they were talking about potential names for the Disney app. They said they should call it the Disney Vault, and I'm like, yes, yes, they should. <laughs> I don't know what you would call the DC app, the Mother Box. <laughs> Though maybe not now, post-Justice League. Wait, to, to get the Mother Box app to work, do I need two other Mother Boxes, and do I need to daisy-chain them together? <laughs> yes, that's the only way you can access the new DC app. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem worth it, but I really want to watch Young Justice Season 3, so I guess I'll do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so moving on from there, we got some potentially really cool news from Sean Gordon Murphy. He was talking more about Batman White Knight, and he said that with the success of this book, uh, this could very well lead to a brand new Murphyverse, as he calls it. Apparently, uh, apparently DC Comics has just given him carte blanche for any sequel that he wants, and he's even set down basically a production bible of rules that would go into this universe if he ever made a sequel. Cool, can we just make this the main Batman book? I know, right? It, it's funny, people have saying that, it's like, can just, can just Sean Gordon Murphy write the main Batman book? And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. But I really like White Knight because it's out of continuity and because he has the freedom <laughs> to fuck around and do whatever he wants and make some really bold fucking choices. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd like if he got his own kind of um, corner of the uh, Elseworlds universe sort of thing to, like, just play around with. Yeah, hey, uh, Detective Comics still hasn't named its new writer yet. Can he write that? <laughs> there we go. I mean, I know he can't write and draw, and White Knight is so good because he's writing and drawing simultaneously, but you can get him a good artist. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I, I would totally like more White Knight books there. He, he seems to be saying that this would keep in the Batman family, so our pitch of, you know, Superman Boy Blue wouldn't happen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> unless we write it, Matt, unless you and me write our <laughs> Superman Boy Blue pitch. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's good stuff. I'm excited for that one. And uh, yeah, uh, moving on from there, some big some big rumblings from the X Men side of the Marvel universe. It's funny, Matt, and I'm sure you'd agree. We've heard so many big things coming out for Marvel Fresh Start. So many books getting you know retooled, rebooted, new titles. We've heard next yeah. to nothing about the X Men books until now. Until now. Until now, Matthew Rosenberg, you know, one of the five guys who's going to be writing everything at Marvel in, <laughs> in July, uh, he's going to be taking the helm of Astonishing X-Men, starting with issue number 13. They got a brand new team, team lineup, and I gotta say, I like the makeup of this team. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You do. You got Havoc leading the charge, which means, uh, yeah, Havoc's a good guy again, everyone. Sorry we <laughs> fucked that up for like five years. <laughs> Sorry we turned him in Axis and then did nothing with it. <laughs> Sorry he was living in the friggin' X-Mansion basement <laughs> with his, like, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera face being like, oh, everyone forgot about me. And I'm like, did you tell anyone you're living in the basement or are you just living in the basement rent-free? <laughs> God, that was so fucking weird in, in Humans versus X-Men. <laughs> God damn it. And, oh, and he's wearing his original costume again, so we're not fucking around with any new costumes. He's back to the one you know and love. Yeah. Beast is going to be on this team, and anything with Beast gets two big thumbs up from Joel because Beast is my favorite good X Men. 
I'm glad. Yeah, he's he's also a character who I think needs some reworking, but he's been getting it in Avengers No Surrender, where it's like, hey, remember where for like five years Brian Michael Bendis wrote me as this weird, morally ambiguous kind of shit heel character? I'm not anymore. I'm Fun Beast who does yeah. fun things. And we've kind of seen that as well in the Avengers book when he's appeared in that. Yeah. I, I'm Oh My Stars and Garters. I'm quoting Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm the good beast, everyone. Uh, Dazzler in a new costume that's not garbage. I never thought I would say this, but thank God they junked the Riot Girl look. And I love Riot Girls. <laughs> never did I think I'd be happy they get away from it. Actually, here's the thing. Her costume actually looks a lot like Captain Marvel's costume from the movie. A little bit, yeah. She's kind of got like a Kree battle armor thing going on, and I'm like, did did Dazzler just take one of Carol's old suits? Because <laughs> it, it looks she just stole it. It looks very Captain Marvel. Was Dazzler like, hey, Carol, you're not gonna wear this anymore? Can I have it? Sweet. Got it from the Goodwill. From the good oh man, how awesome must the Goodwill in the superhero universe be with so many characters getting rid of their costumes? <laughs> Oh, hey, I've got 90s Thor. Ooh, an armored crop top and a hairpiece. What? Oh, hey, I found one of Iron Man's old armors. Oh, it's the weird bronze one from his first appearance? <laughs> Disgusting. Ooh, the Nomad costume. Oh, not the new new uh, movie Nomad. <laughs> yeah, they're really cape and... <laughs> yeah, with the cape and the... the v-neck. <laughs> yeah, the v-neck that goes, like, all the way down to your belly button for some reason. Like, Steve really wanted to accentuate his nipple area. <laughs> Oh, man, that's that's a fan comic we need to put together, Matt. We need to find an artist, and we need to make superhero Goodwill. Oh, yeah, it's all, the, like, the crappy costumes that people find. It's like, it'll be, like, kick-ass, but, like, yeah. shit. It'll, it, it'll be three panels every week, because that's how the Penny Arcade guys do it, and that's how we'll do it. It's two snarky guys who will just be, you know, uh, veiled versions of myself and Matt working at the superhero Goodwill, and every week someone will come in with a costume and be like, I guess we can put this on the shelves. I don't know who's going to buy it. <laughs> million dollar idea that matt just sitting on the table millions of dollars millions of dollars <laughs> oh shit I, I i'm half joking too like if the podcast thing wasn't working out i'd be like let's do that <laughs> hey hey you know w w we could joke about uh fan comics and we could joke about web comics freaking poor david f walker that's what he's doing now he's just doing web comics yeah a man who worked in actual comic books is working on web comics now. They're very funny and very good, and you should check them out. I'm just saying, like, man, you worked in actual <laughs> comics for a bit. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, this is a cool team, and it's funny. I, I tweeted about this, and I feel like I got the inside track from the man himself, because I was basically like, you know, X-Men, I'm so bored, I'm so burnt out. I don't think there's anything Marvel could do that could get me back in. Hey, we got the Kingpin guy to write it. Fucking sweet. And Havoc is in it. He's a good guy. Fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah Matthew Rosenberg has been writing, like, some really good books lately from, from Marvel. I know he's, like, Tales of Suspense is really good. Um, that Kingpin book that you are telling me about sounds really good. Phoenix so he's been, he, And he's been kind of, like, creating, like, his own little universe with yes, these yeah. books. Yes. Which is really cool. It really kingpin references his rocket raccoon book which references kingpin and his punisher book references his secret warriors book 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, here's the thing, and again, I've joked about it, where it's like, oh, Marvel Fresh Start, we've got all the best hungry writers. We've got five of them, and they're going to be writing everything. <laughs> yeah, they're so hungry. They're so, they're so <laughs> hungry, I'm pretty sure they're writing for a sandwich. But here's the thing, if five people are going to be writing everything, if five of your best and brightest young talents are going to be writing everything, then you have no excuse for having uh, bad continuity. Mm-hmm, yep. Because if this many people are writing everything then it should line up and it should be the best era for continuity yeah yeah you should be able to just talk to someone and say this lines up with this because of this yeah and there'd be no like it's the same with like um the guys who are writing the the avengers book at the moment all their stuff lines up with it really well yeah and if it is bad and if stuff doesn't make sense then you have no excuse because you have the same five people seemingly writing everything yeah, it'll be only it'll be one of those five people that's messing something up. Yeah, this this further adds to the thing where it's like, oh, so Charles Souls is off that. He's obviously sticking with De uh, with Daredevil. Oh, I guess that means they can put Charles Soul on something else. He's got Humphrey Wolverine coming out, doesn't he? That's right, he's going to be saying, which makes me feel that when they inevitably come back with a new Wolverine book, he's probably going to be writing that. Yeah, yeah, and he's doing like a bunch of the Star Wars stuff as well. Yeah, he's very busy, and you know what? Charles Soul Wolverine book again, Matt. You and I have predicted the future before, so are we are are we putting that out to the universe when there is a brand new Wolverine book starring the OG Wolverine? It's going to be written by Charles Soul. I think so. I think so. Yeah. And you know what? That's perfectly fitting because he killed him, and he did a great job killing him. He's going to be part of bringing him back, and I think it's only fair he write him afterwards. Exactly. Exactly. What a weird and wonderful history Charles Soul has had with Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yes uh so from the world of comics to the world of video games we got a little bit more insight into that spider-man game coming for the ps4 mainly that it hits in september yeah really soon mm -hmm. shockingly soon almost yeah I, i'm really looking forward to this it looks really cool me too they're uh they're of course rolling out the thing because this is the modern day of video games it's like Ooh, we need more money we need more pre-orders tell you what you start pre-ordering now and we'll tell you about all the different skins you could have yeah yeah that's the problem with pre-orders these days to which normally i'd be like that is some predatory bullshit game industry but because i'm a comic nerd oh i want that spider punk costume so bad <laughs> yeah they just released as well they're, they're putting the eye and spider from infinity war oh. in it and as well and oh, oh it looks so good i will shank a motherfucker for that iron spider gimme 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 <laughs> <laughs> you see you see that's the trick they made the vanilla default costume kind of crappy because they know you want them skins <laughs> when, when they were designing it they're like make it good but not too good <laughs> not so good that you won't ditch it in an instant because you want cosmic spider-man or you want black suit spider-man yeah <laughs> or any of the scarlet spiders from over the years <laughs> you know you want it Hell, you'll probably have the new black suit Spider-Man from issue new hun uh, 800 that they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll check it out. It'll probably be a good windfall for us, too, because I know whenever there's a big new superhero video game, interest in the comics spikes a little bit, on YouTube at least. Mm-hmm. Plus, it'll just be fun to play. Yeah, yeah. I like, it, 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 I, I like um, it look, like the interactions with like, New York look really cool. Because a Spider-Man game lives and dies on how good the swinging is. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, it's like, was the swinging ever as good as Spider-Man 2, the movie game? Uh. 
Some of them I, I want to say, I want to, yeah, some of them came, there was, I think there was one for like the Amazing Spider-Man, I think it was number two mm. that did, or number one that did kind of similar sort of thing. Right. But the, uh, but I remember the, the, the swinging in, that was really weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's there was a Spider-Man game as well for, I had it on PC, but it was also for, I want to say PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. where you like fight like a Dr. Octopus who gets covered with carnage or something. Yes, yes, that was the great PS1 one. I remember that one. Yeah. I think yeah, that was, that was just, cool. I think that one was just called The Amazing Spider-Man. I played that one with my dad. That one was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, some other news here, and this, th- this falls deeply into the shit that maybe only Joel will care about, but uh, hey, Rick and Morty as well as Dungeons and Dragons are having a crossover very soon written by Jim Zub, the guy who actually writes the Dungeons and Dragons comics and writes a lot of Avengers. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Sign me up. These th- 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 this is putting it to my interest, Matt. <laughs> Which again, it's like I I just love something that sounds like it might be fan fiction. Oh, this is actual like legally sanctioned fan fiction. <laughs> Hey, what if the Smith family and Rick, uh, Rick went into the world of Dungeons and Dragons? Wicked. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. I'm oh. surprised it's not like an episode, though. Tell me about it. I'm sure if they gave it time, it would. Because, again, uh, Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland love Dungeons and Dragons. If you listen to their podcast, Harmontown, they're always playing Dungeons and Dragons at the end. So this kind of works and kind of fits. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm all about it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's basically the news of the week there, everyone. Not, not a hell of a lot of stuff happened this week. No, no, not really. Not a lot of stuff happened. Not a lot of books came out. I tried to read what I could, but like I said, I was experimenting with new video concepts, so I only read one, two, three, four. I only read four books so far this week. I think, I think that's about all I've read as well. (laughs) Cool. So if this ends up being a shorter episode, don't blame us. Blame the general malaise of everything that came out. (laughs) We well, maybe maybe we can maybe we should talk about like um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow finished. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Let's talk about that before we do. Yeah, let, let's do a little Cape TV talk, everybody. Yeah, so yeah, Legends finished its episode last last week, I think. Yes, it was finished. Its best season ever. Third time was really the charm. best ever. Best ever. Best best ever, and arguably like you know, there's there were times I liked Legends more than Flash this season. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's because it's because they they're not taking themselves too seriously, no. and that they they don't have characters that are stupid because they are stupid. Their yeah. characters are stupid for comedy and stuff like that. They're stupid because that's the joke, or at least if it yeah. wasn't the joke, it's the joke now. <laughs> yeah, it's not afraid to laugh at itself. It's not afraid to just you know bullshit, which I really like. Heck, I I wasn't even mad that the villain wasn't from the comics this season, and that they made up a bunch of that totem shit. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. That sounds very comic booky. Yeah, and you, yeah, arguably you kind of made it a little bit better and more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. Uh, Damien Dark, probably the best stuff he's ever gotten to be in. Oh, I I want him to join the Legends and just be like a like a regular on the season. I, I Neil McDonough is so good in this role. He really he really is. And what a weird, wonderful <laughs> journey he had from being the oh I'm super serious villain of one of the forgettable seasons of Arrow to oh I'm on the Legion of Doom for uh, Legends season two and I'm joking and I'm having fun with the dude who plays Merlin but the show isn't quite there yet 
to season three where it's like, you know what? Let's actually give you a backstory and a character and an arc and actually let you have fun and use every part of yourself as an actor. Yeah, and and, and, and let's team you up with Ray Palmer. Yeah. Which, man, this was Ray's best season, wasn't it? It was so good, I didn't care that he barely used his suit for most of it. Yeah, that's a, th- a lot of the characters did use their suits this this season for some some reason. You know what it was that that ugly... did they lose them in like a warehouse fire or something? You know, either that or like, man, Mollus is really expensive to render, so man, no no one else can have any special effects for the latter half of this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, Mollus didn't look great, but that's fine because it's a comedy. He doesn't have to look great. Yeah, he looked just as as well as I thought he was going to look, which is really strange because they came out before the the finale and said, "Oh, we didn't spend a lot of money on the on the the preceding episodes, so we could spend it all here." I'm like, "Where'd you spend it?" Uh, I will say though, one of the greatest joke payoffs coming full circle that I was not expecting. When, when the legends all have to get together and basically do the Ghostbusters where they have to pick the destructor form to defeat Mollus and they end up <laughs> picking Bebo, the weird furry yeah. Elmo thing. And I'm like, you know what? Fucking Aces Legends. All right. <laughs> yeah, that, that was great. And I, I like that they also brought back the, the like, single episode villains. Yes. So, like, Caesar, Blackbeard, that um, Norse uh, woman. Uh, Leaf uh, and sister. Yeah, they brought back um, uh, not Wonder Woman, uh, Helen yes, of Troy, who trained on Themyscira, and I'm fairly certain she was wearing like one of the Wonder Woman costumes, like the training costumes. It easily could have been, and I'm like, so, so we're just gonna do this now, huh? We have our non-denominational Wonder Woman for the show, huh? Okay. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Jonah, were... Jonah, Jonah Hex came back. Yes, who they still don't get Jonah Hex's character. It's like they looked at him. It's like he's a cowboy, right? He'll just be every cowboy. But you know what? He was I'm like, better. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he he was better. But yeah, like what we were saying with the episode, Ed, they still kind of don't even mention the fact that he wears a Confederate uniform and then gives his Confederate hat to a woman, to a Muslim. A, 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 yeah, a, a minority. Yeah. Who just takes it and is like, oh, that's so sweet. And nobody mentions a thing about this. And it's not like they didn't have new characters. Zari was meeting him for the first time. Wally was meeting him for the first time. And you don't think... Like, because I thought because the show was taking itself, like, you know, like, so so less seriously now. And, like, I figure, like, oh, this is the time you finally make a joke about it. You have one of them say, can you motherfuckers not see what this man is wearing? Yeah, I would have thought they would have done that, especially since I think I think even in that episode they even they made like a Trump joke when Wally was dressed up in that wig. That's right. Where it's and like, I'm like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna make jokes like this all the time. Let's make a joke about Joda Hex wearing a literal Confederate costume. Yeah. They they didn't make the joke because they didn't do the research because they don't know what that is. <laughs> Also, we get a nice little stinger at the end, Constantine being like, Hey guys, I'm joining the show now. Three seasons after my show was cancelled, we're gonna pick it up, everyone. Are you excited? I would have been excited <laughs> if it happened right after your show got cancelled. Yeah. Yeah, Constantine is so strange. They, they, they like gave him a show. Everyone really liked it. They yeah. cancelled it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they just sat on it and then gave him, like, that episode of Arrow. Yeah. And then, um, and then, like, they're like, oh, pe- people, people liked this guy. Why did we cancel his show? Way, way to strike while the iron is ice cold is the thing. <laughs> and you know it's ice cold because he had, like, 
four guest spots before someone finally bothered to say, oh yeah, what's his origin again for people who never watched his show and statistically people probably didn't watch his show? Oh yeah, some <laughs> some girl died in England and he feels bad about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's his origin story, everybody. Yeah, and they just gave him an animated show. Yes which I didn't bother to watch because it's those CW no. seed animated shows where, hey, we did 22 minutes of animation, but we're not going to show it all to you, though. We're going to split it up into five minutes for no goddamn reason. <laughs> How does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> either either just release it as an OVA or just don't. Why, why are you chopping it up? Why are you trying to pretend like you have a whole season of animation when you don't? Oh, they gotta use that CW seed for something. I guess so, they gotta use it for something. But yeah, Legends, ultimately really fun. I, I hope this yeah. trend continues. Like, here's the thing, when season uh, three started, I'm like, oh god, here we go again. Here's, here's my hate watch, here's my thing I have to watch because I need to be up to date for the crossover. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it turned out to be really surprising, really cool, really funny, uh, and the characters were all likable. Mm -hmm. Genuinely heartfelt at moments, too. The stuff with Dr. Stein and his leaving the show was handled very well. That, um, the stuff with Ava was really good. That was a good episode. That felt very Doctor Whoian in its way. Yeah, yeah. Very, very Twilight Zone. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Rip, I love the bit with Rip where he's like, look, I sacrificed myself in season one and no one cared because I wasn't an interesting character, but now I'm going to sacrifice myself <laughs> again and mean it this time. <laughs> yeah, because I'm interesting and had an arc. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm actually a character now and I'm not a giant hypocrite every episode. <laughs> Am I redeemed? Kinda. <laughs> get a good moment i'm not gonna take that away from your rip you had an all right moment <laughs> although yeah I, I guess with him being gone are we ever gonna talk about his connection to booster gold probably not that, that feels like a trigger they so should have pulled at some point but never bothered to yeah i i that felt like there were times there was like okay it was a rip episode we're gonna get like some mention of booster gold or something yeah, yeah no no nothing <laughs> I'm a couple. I didn't watch the new Flash this week because I've been busy. I wa I watched. I think I watched the first three for Krypton. Like I kept watching Krypton. Yeah, well, um, Krypton. You're not. You're, I think you're like an episode behind. I think so. Um, Krypton's but yeah, fine. Krypton's Krypton's been pretty good. It's fine. It's a good show. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 your boilerplate science fiction. I stand by that. Where they've slapped some Superman stuff on it, but every so often they'll do a thing or make a reference that I like where they're like, oh, you know, and this, and they called it the Phantom Zone. Ooh, that's fun. Or like, ooh, this is a Thanagarian deck. Ooh, <laughs> I know that. I I like that it's, n like, none of it is filler. No. Every, and, 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 the, and the showrunners and the actors have said that no episode in this first season is filler. It's all story. Yeah. I'm going to guess none of it's filler because they weren't 100% sure if they were going to get a second season. So they're like, you know what? We got to make all these episodes count. Yeah, and it's 10, 10 episodes, so that's relatively small. Yeah, so, you know, good good on them for that. Yeah. Uh, I watched more Final Space. Did you pick up Final Space, Matt? No, I didn't know. I think it's like... Two, I haven't had a chance to yet. It's like two episodes from being done, but if you like science fiction, you like comedy, and you like genuinely pretty competent storytelling, I think you'll like Final Space. Good good job, TBS. 
Yeah, I remember you telling me about that, and I just haven't had a chance to pick it up yet. It's it's a good adult animated series, but what's really interesting about it is that they don't rely on a lot of the same, you know, dick and fart jokes that it seems the majority of adult series uh, animated, directed do, where it's just like, well, yeah. you know, let's, let's family guy this up. There is very little family guy in this. Uh, that's good. Which which is funny because this is TBS we're talking about, and they're the show that's or they're the station that's like, oh, you don't want American Dad anymore? We'll take your American Dad. <laughs> um, I I started watching that uh, Netflix uh, series of Lost in Space. Oh yeah, I'm hearing good things about that actually. Yeah, I saw the first trailer and thought, oh, this this kind of looks like pretty generic mm. stuff. The the robot, the famous robot, isn't actually theirs. It's an alien. Danger, uh, danger, Will Robinson. Yeah, no, but like I started watching it. The the visual effects on it for for like a a Netflix show are really good. Mm. Um, it's got competent story. The actors are all good. The robot as well is really cool, and it, it it's it is nothing like it is in the trailer. Mm. Um. Uh, but what I found really funny is that each episode is it's there's this game on Steam called Tharsis and it's like a, a turn-based game where you're in like a ship and every turn something horrible goes wrong to the ship and you got to roll dice to fix it. Every episode feels like that where like something goes wrong for them, which was basically but it works. The old show too. Yeah, it works though. It, it's really cool. I watched I think the. Th- first four or five episodes is really cool episode where they deal with like alien snakes that eat fuel and um they got to get their ship out of ice because it's in under this ice and it rained and the rain just immediately uh like freezes and the planet they're on is just trying to kill them that it like hails um black diamonds (laughs) and it's so cool it's really cool i uh Probably the best thing I heard about Lost in Space when I was reading tweets there is someone said, it's nice to see a reboot of an old property that didn't instantly say, but let's be the grim and gritty reboot of that thing. No, no, it, it does have, like, some stuff. Like, the family isn't, like, the, the perfect American family. They're, like, all split apart and everything. But, like, yeah, it isn't, like, trying to be, like, dark and gritty or anything. Right. Do, do we have Gary Oldman talking about spiders? <laughs> No, no. The, the Mr. Smith in this is actually kind of really interesting because it, it's a woman, but but it's not like the way they tell her story is that she stole the real Mr. Smith's identity oh. to get off the ship and everything. That's that's yeah. interesting. But, but Mr. Smith uh, was it Dr. Smith was kind of an interesting like character and kind of like you know weird antagonist and also the fact where it's like oh he was played by an actual real deal sex offender that makes him really terrifying <laughs> please, please tell me they cast a real sex offender in the role to you know just be you know uh to, to honor the old stuff that came before uh, I, I don't think parker posey is a, is a sex offender but yeah we know of <laughs> <laughs> yeah well with hollywood as, as it is <laughs> we, we don't wash her every minute can we start that rumor now <laughs> oh no <laughs> And the comic multiverse says that they have special insight information <laughs> about Parker Posey. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. There, there's a lot of good TV going on right now. Like, it's hard to keep up with everything. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, I watched, I didn't get to finish it because I had to go do some recording, but I watched the first 15 minutes of that new Bill Hader show, Barry, from uh, HBO. Oh, yeah, what's that like? It's, it's so weird because I'm like, ooh, Bill Hader in a show. I bet this will be funny. It's not a comedy, it's a dramedy, and he plays, like, an actual serious real-deal hitman, 
where you watch him kill a guy in the first three minutes and then like he falls into a deep dark depression and he doesn't get out of bed for a couple days and then his manager who's played by oh god who's his manager his famous character actor his name escapes me at the moment is like hey the armenian mob wants you to go kill a guy in la and that guy is like in an improv class and it turns out he really likes improv and so he just wants to stay in the la improv <laughs> troupe and not kill people <laughs> That actually sounds really cool. That's a good setup. And, like, here's the thing. Bill Hader is an actor. He's always done comedy, but he has, like, a dark intensity to him. He's got, like, a very Michael Shannon thing going on, and it feels like he's channeling Michael Shannon in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've always really liked him. Apparently, he's he's up for, like, a role in the new, in the second uh, part of It. I heard that. I'm like, you know what? I hope they go with him. I think he's really good. Yeah. I think he has range that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. I haven't seen that Blockers movie yet with uh, John Cena and Ike Barinholtz, but apparently that's actually getting really good reviews. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw an ad for that, I think. Yeah, it looks pretty funny. They say despite uh, everything, it looks like John Cena might actually break on through and be the next rock-level star. <laughs> yeah, well, they've cast him as Duke Nukem, so... Yeah. I, th I think the review I read where it's like, if you think uh, John Cena hitting children and beating them up is really funny, you're going to have a great time with this. And I'm like, I do, and I will. <laughs> Thank you for making a movie specifically for me. <laughs> Speaking of The Rock, too, apparently Rampage actually got okay reviews. They said it's not a masterpiece, but as far as, like, dumb actioners go, this is actually a better version of that. Yeah, I, I'm considering seeing that, though. Before I see that, I want to go see A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah, that's also getting really good reviews. Yeah, there's so many good movies coming out. Mm -hmm. We're going to get Avengers very, very soon. Two weeks. Two weeks. Hot, hot diggity damn. Two weeks. I'm debating if I'm going to do an actual review on that one, because, like, obviously it's huge, but every time I review a Marvel movie for the channel, it just does not get any views, where it's people like, dude, we don't need you to tell us it's good, we're already seeing it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll just do, like, a massive spoiler cast on it or something. We'll definitely do that, no doubt about it. So, you know, get, get ready for that, everyone. Yeah. And then Deadpool not long after that. <laughs> no, and then han solo and, oh, sure. and then, then, then i think like yeah we got a couple more uh, more comic book movies coming out I, I mean do i even have to ask you saw the last solo trailer right yeah yeah it looked cool yeah it looks really cool again tra again trailers lie it could be a mess i don't know but from what i've seen and you know that i've liked the last three so, I mean, I'll go in with an open mind and open heart, but even still, like, oh, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think people kind of mis misunderestimate, um, oh, underestimate, uh, what's his name, Ron Howard, a little yeah, bit. He, every one of his movies he's made has been competent. Yeah. Very, very competent. And, and if he can save this and they can, like, Frankenstein it and put it together, you know, hey, good on you for course correcting so quickly. Yeah, yeah. It'll be more impressive if it actually ends up being like, oh, that was actually pretty good. Again, do we need a Han Solo origin movie? Probably not, but there's no reason we can't enjoy it if it's good. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm sure there's people who are already ready to hate it, and I'm sure there are the same people oh, yeah. who had so much problem with The Last Jedi, and they'll be watching feverently where it's like, is, is there a woman with colored hair I can hate? <laughs> I, I will count how much dialogue women have in this movie, and I will register my disgust with the internet when I return. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But hey, on that note, everyone, we actually can hop into what we read this week. Good good save talking about TV, Matt. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's that's a good thing. I'm glad we got to catch up on that. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, would you like to go first? I get the feeling that we read all the same books this week. Um. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, what did I actually read this week? Um... Hmm, what did I read? I, I, I'm trying to find my my list. Um, well, do we, do we want to start with Batman White Knight since we talked about that earlier? Martin, did that come out this week? Oh, might have been last week. I brought my review out this week. Oh, there. Yeah, it was probably last week. Don't don't scare me like that, Matt. I thought I missed an issue of Batman White Knight. <laughs> oh, yeah, it finished. It was uh, like crazy. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. We can talk about it anyway. Uh, it was good. It was really good. It was. It was really, really cool. Uh penultimate issue in fact it might be my favorite issue so far yeah and it, and it, as well it kind of like turned everything on its head than what we've already it seen did. like the, the whole the whole series is like and then like lead up to it was painting batman as like a villain and like mm-hmm. someone who's gone off the edge and it's like no that's not really the case is what happened here yeah He's just a big kind of misunderstanding. Yeah, it, it really is. It's funny, you know, in a book that's been filled with so much misdirection and so much, you know, dissection and deconstruction of the superhero genre that they make you not like Batman and they make you sympathize with the Joker to turn it around and be like, well, actually, these guys kind of got off on the wrong foot. And at the end of the day, they're more similar than they're not. And Batman fully cops and fully admits to everything he's done wrong and he apologizes with shit even main universe batman doesn't apologize <laughs> yeah the, the, when i read that my well, batman apologizing well what's going on yeah it's are, are you the same person has your mind been controlled <laughs> but yeah we see him and jack napier kind of bury their differences and they kind of form their own dynamic duo ship where it's like look to save the city we're gonna have to work side by side yeah and 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 they 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 sort of come to like an agreement where it's like okay if if i help you you'll give a full confession of everything you did as the joker Uh, and then if if you help me i'll free uh harley yeah also too and uh, then when it's all said and done i'm going to unmask and retire as batman yeah yeah lots of really cool stuff in here we also got some like like i want to say the real version of what happened to Tim, uh, Jason Todd. Yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we still don't really know what happened to him. No, with, with an issue left, I keep expecting, is Jason Todd going to come out, pull off his mask, and be like, it was me all along. I <laughs> did it, Batman. This was all my scheme to get back at you. I reckon that's set up for, like, what's going on in this Murphy-verse. Like, Volume 2 is going to be about, like, Batman trying to find what happened to Jason Todd. It feels like such a sequel hook, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Or I expect, like, you know, one of the Harleys to pull off their mask and be like, it was me, Jason, all along. <laughs> if that happens, that will go from being, like, my favorite Batman story of the year to be like, this shit's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like a total Scooby-Doo moment. It's like, and who was really behind the mask of the Neo-Joker? Ah, it was Jason Todd. You know, long-form uh. revenge thing. <laughs> It's, it's cool, too, that they're like, yeah, you know, the pills that make jo- uh, Joker normal are wearing off. He's building a resistance to them. Yeah, and, and it's just basically up to him to, like, fight his own psyche and, and stop the Joker from coming out, from hulking out. Yeah, and because you've learned to like Jack Napier so much, you're rooting for him. You want him to overcome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you want him to come back to <clears> himself. <throat> so, yeah, White Knight, really solid. It was. It was really good. Yeah, I, I can't believe it's going to be done soon. And when it is... 
That's that's up there with probably one of my favorite. If it can stick the landing, and I have every feeling it will, maybe best Batman story of the year, and definitely up there on my favorite Batman stories of all time. Definitely, it's it's definitely up there for me as well. It's smart. It's genuinely smart. And it's fun as well. It's cool. It's it it has fun with itself and everything. It's not like the main Batman universe book yeah. where every like everything Batman does is praised and yeah, yeah, and everything. Yes, you know, it's a very hard thing for a Batman book to actually be critical about Batman and actually kind of shine him in a different light, but then have their cake and eat it too and be like, ah, no, but he actually is a hero and he actually is a good guy, and here's why. Yeah, yeah. It's a hell of a tightrope to walk, and you know, hey. One Batman story deserves another. Uh, Detective Comics number 978 came out this week. This is this is Tynan getting very close to wrapping up shop on this run. Wrapping up shop by bringing back the Omax. Yeah, the freaking Omax, which, man, they've been gone for a while, haven't they? For a long time. Yeah, one one man army corps. It's like, oh, you you thought it was bad because the general just had use of Brother Eye and had a playbook from the future. Nope, now he's got Omax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now it's much worse it's even worse now because tim's being turned into one he sure is and in a nice bit of continuity too i dig that uh what is it the general shaves his head so he can look like his old counterpart yeah that was pretty cool that was a nice call what do you think they're gonna do with tim because they've mentioned all these teams and tim's not on any of them that's that's what's kind of got me like kind of worried a little bit are they gonna kill tim again did they bring him back just to kill him again to be like hey you can't cheat death forever well as well like they they got that but they as well they've got like this whole story of him wanting to kind of retire and be just a normal student and everything so they could definitely go that route where he just retires and also this entire run has been about his fear of him becoming you know the batman of tomorrow of him becoming the evil tim drake who will take over the world and take over god yeah could this be one of those things where he's like no i i make my own fate i make my own destiny and he like chooses to kill himself yeah it could be could be because it's like man you you would think they would put him back with one of the titans teams although damien is doing pretty well right now unless they want to spin him out to lead that young justice team we keep talking about yeah i I have no idea where they're gonna go and whether it's gonna happen at the end of um titan's run Mm -hmm. or or whether they're gonna make that a big event later on i i definitely think they could but yeah very very cool story I, i like this too we talked about batman being shown in different lights Obviously, the general was trying to frame Batwoman in the colony here. I like Batman actually being smart enough to go, no, no, this is clearly a frame-up. I'm going to go talk to Kate. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I thought that was pretty cool. And then, and then we got a little, we got some, also, like, it kind of reminded people that, like, these two, while they're a part of the Bat family, they're part of the Wayne family as well. Yes, we go to the Kane family estate, which is pretty interesting. Like, have we ever seen Batman's mom's house? I don't think so. No, it's creepy. Very, very creepy. Which, which, you know, people would argue that the Wayne estate is kind of creepy too, so she just traded up to a house that was less creepy. (laughs) It's a freaking mausoleum with a bunch of scary Latin written on the wall. And I dig this idea too that, you know, Jacob, when he's talking to Bruce, where he's like, hey, you know, your mom was my sister. I knew her for longer than you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, and that's pretty harsh. That's a real gut punch for Batman to be like, "Yeah, you know, I do all this to fight for my parents who I knew for like maybe eight years." Yeah, yeah. I I really like that. Where it's like, man, Jacob, I want to like you as a hero, but you're actually a really good villain. 
Because you can pull out these little barbs and attack Batman in these ways. He's not <laughs> used to getting attacked. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, that one was definitely fun. I'm definitely excited to see where that one goes. And I'm going to be sad when it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am as well. It's been a really great run for him. It's been the best main universe Batman run. Oh yeah, definitely. Most definitely. And it's also like, hey, Tynan, once you're done with this book, where are you going to go? Yeah, where? what have they got him on? What have they got him What have they got him? But, well, I mean, they got him on that JL uh, Justice League Dark, so that's one thing they got him on. But I think that's only going to be yeah. a miniseries. I don't think that's going to be a full one. Well, hey, maybe maybe if like Tim does go off and lead Young Justice, he goes and writes that. That would be fun. I would definitely appreciate that. It's clear that Tynan loves Tim Drake a whole lot, and a whole bunch of this run has just been trying to get Tim Drake back to how James Tynan <laughs> remembers him. Yeah, yeah, it has been. Which is fine, because if you gave me Green Arrow to write, I would have done the exact goddamn thing. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, now to tell stories that only I would care about. Uh, we, uh, we had Avengers this week, too. We had another No Surrender. Part 14, this is also finishing up soon. Yeah, two more issues left. This was a pretty cool issue. Mm. Pretty cool issue. A team book where the theme is actually teamwork. I like that. Yeah, yeah, and we actually got to see the Avengers working as a team. Yes, all of them working together and being like, hey, we have a unique set of skills that when used in conjunction with each other can actually help save the day. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I did like um, Hulk's brief fight with the Challenger, how the Challenger just like hits him into like space. <laughs> and, how, and how the team's all cocky at first. They're like, man, freaking Hulk kicked our ass, but that's okay though, because the Hulk is totally going to fucking murder the Challenger. He pissed him off. He brought him <laughs> back to life. You wait and see. The Challenger just boink. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're down our Hulk, everyone. I guess we're fucked again. <laughs> it's a, it, it's nice, too, because, again, you know, they're, they're letting these, you know, smaller tier heroes kind of have the spotlight and kind of get more development. This, this in many ways, was Quicksilver's swan song. The, the, this was the primer to the, um, to the Quicksilver No Surrender book. <laughs> we wondered what that's going to be like. Now we know what it's going to be like. Yeah, it's going to be him stuck somewhere after chasing this this energy beacon that it, like obliterated him or something Where, wherever he went beyond the stars to the place the speed the force it's it's a fucking flash story isn't it it's so like <laughs> he went to the speed force that would be really cool if that's how they introduce like a version of the speed force oh, and then it's like oh it connects all these universes well you know it's funny <laughs> apparently at c2e2 they like someone misquoted cb sabluski when he's like you know oh you know I, i'd love to do a dc marvel crossover again like we did back in the old days wouldn't that be some shit quicksilver breaks on through to the dc universe by accident <laughs> and he's like whoa this place is weird i'm not the fastest <laughs> one here not by sight <laughs> But yeah, that's that's such a flash moment, even down to the, oh, I sacrifice myself for everyone. That's his Barry Allen in crisis moment. It, it literally was his Barry Allen moment in, from Crisis and Infinite Earths. I, I had to run faster than I ever run before. Although, <laughs> although they actually have a very good reason as to how he's able to do that. His sister uses her chaos magic to break the laws of probability, and Synapse uses her inhuman powers to change his physiology so he can run faster than he ever could before. Yeah, I, I actually really like that explanation where she, like, broke his mind's barriers so yeah. his mind could keep up with his body and and everything. They, they kind of did something similar with um, 
on Agents of Shield when Yo-Yo used her powers and it like fucked up her arms. <laughs> My thing is like, wow, that's that's a really powerful combo of Synapse and Scarlet Witch. Can you can you girls like do that for everybody? Because like it feels like being... why 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 don't you just go help stop Challenger? <laughs> hey, if you could do that to the Hulk, I bet he would have won in the first fight. <laughs> Hey, Hulk, it's okay. We're going to make you stronger than you've ever been before, and we're going to change probability so you can hit harder than ever before. Actually, like, bringing that up, like, why don't they, like, do something like that where they they they, they warp Hulk's mind so that Banner is always in control? Because no one's thought to write that yet, Matt, and if they did, they wouldn't <laughs> have the Immortal Hulk series because that's, that's too powerful a combo. That defeats everything <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> It's too OP. It's too OP. Apparently, we've discovered the ultimate combo move, and that's Synapse and Scarlet Witch together. <laughs> watch, watch them never meet again after this. <laughs> yeah, just go their separate ways. Well, that was fun. Let's never see each other again. But yeah, <laughs> that that one was fun, and they definitely seem to be pushing this idea where Voyager's like, "Hey, can I join the Avengers?" Yeah, yeah. They. Yeah, it's funny because we kind of that she's pegged as like the the forgotten Avenger, and she never was was one because she's a fake and everything. And now she wants to join the Avengers, which is really cool. Yeah. I hope that, that she does stick around. No, yeah, I mean she's an interesting enough character. I like the idea of an elder of the universe who's actually a hero and isn't a dick bag. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Although you know what might happen if Challenger gets defeated and dies, and seemingly the old Grand Mat or the old. Uh, uh, guy is dead her dad but maybe he's not because he's also on the cover of a next one so maybe the idea is is that she needs to become like the new grandmaster and she needs to play games in the universe or something that that could happen but as well as that that could happen and she could be like okay i'm gonna be the new grandmaster but i'm not gonna be a dick yeah i'm gonna, I'm be, gonna be like a good guy <laughs> that would be fun i would actually be all about that yeah i'm gonna play games to save the universe. Yeah, to save lives, I'm going to be a good guy. So that was fun. Uh, I'm guessing the other book we read this week was Exiles. Mm-hmm, yep. Man, what a fun book. Take point on this. It, yeah, this was a really, really cool book. I, I've been waiting for, like, a, a Marvel multiversal tra uh, traveling book, adventure book, uh, and we kind of got that with Marvel 2-in-1, uh, but this one kind of goes that step further where we actually have a team that's yep. very similar to the Legends of Tomorrow. A little bit, a little bit. A bunch of, you know, rejects and washouts and everything. Yeah, but instead of stopping anachronisms, they stop glitches, as yes. as uh, Blink says. Uh, glitches is what they used to be back in the day, back during the old Exiles <laughs> book. And, yeah. and I love how they explain Blink's origin in just like a bunch of panels, where it's like, yeah, she's from the Age of Apocalypse, but don't worry about it, we're not going to make you think about the Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, that, that page was cool, where she's like made up of the, like, the different versions and everything. That's pretty cool. Here's her father figure, Sabretooth, here's Wolverine with the red war paint on him and everything yeah um but yeah what really surprised me is we got to see the unseen and uh nick fury and everything and the, the, the white nick fury, mm -hmm. nick fury from uh, original sin <laughs> yeah the, the fact that the unseen is essentially the boss of these new exiles i'm like that's fucking genius yeah that's so cool good good job solid in a mid for actually coming back to this character and being like so what the fuck is their deal what are they doing yeah. he Saladin Ahmed knows his cosmic marvel he really really does 
some deep pulls, some stuff from all over the place. I like uh, we're slowly building the team, so we get old woman Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, who just goes by Khan in the dark future. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that, yeah, where there's like roving bands of, uh, of Mad Max in humans. <laughs> She's got a big, she's got a big stupid cable gun, which I love. <laughs> I'd love if that was actually Cable's gun. <laughs> it might be, man. We don't know the origins of a lot of these characters. That might just be Cable's gun. They also show that in the future, Miss Marvel becomes more powerful. Like, oh, my stretchy membrane thing. Oh yeah, if I touch you, I can actually tell you if you're lying by listening to your heartbeat. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, that's a good power. If she's older, she would have more mastery over her ability, and she would be more powerful. <laughs> yeah um the the next member they they recruit is iron lad who's a different iron lad from the young avengers yes that but, was in young avengers <laughs> but maybe he lived a life similar to him that's that's the beautiful thing about it. they turn it into a joke where it's like yeah i'm iron lad and nathaniel richards and i'm kang or maybe kang saved me or maybe i will be kang one day kang's trying to kill me right it's all very complicated. yeah yeah well yeah maybe kang saved me so i would be kang so he could come back and save me to become Kang. <laughs> the, the important thing is don't think about it. I have a cool Iron Man suit. <laughs> That's another thing that gave this book points in my department. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, let's not think about that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, all through the book, we kind of alluded to this time eater who's like eating up timelines and everything. The leers uh, from Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, and then at the end, we find out it's like the dead head of galactus yeah galactus's friggin zombie head which i'm like you know what all right that you know it'd be really cool if it was like the zombie galactus from marvel oh, zombies you know what like you joke but probably actually <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so cool they go, they go to the marvel zombies universe for a little bit and be like what the fuck happened we're getting the fuck out <laughs> Yeah, this is too dangerous. Yeah, back it up, back it up, back it up. <laughs> oh, this universe seems really niche. Better get out of here. <laughs> I mean, hell, they could go anywhere. I mean, you only know it's only a matter of time till these exiles go to that new ultimate universe Bendis set up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they, they're they probably definitely going to be going there. They can go to the Marvel manga-verse. They can go all sorts of places. Oh, do they have to? Isn't like one of their members like a chibi Wolverine? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> well, and here's the thing: they're picking up Valkyrie from the movies, which means they're gonna visit the movie universe. I hope they do. I really hope they do. Or a universe that's at least close to the movie universe. I'm like, man, you gotta do like a whole arc just in the movie universe and be like, oh, you're kind of similar to us, but also kind of different. <laughs> Feels, feels like there's a lot of money being spent around us at all times. <laughs> this universe just smells like money. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool if they picked up that, that Valkyrie, but it's literally just the actress. Oh my god. They could do that too, <laughs> that it, she comes from our universe. And it's yeah. just, it's just freaking Tessa Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god see th this is what's fun about exiles because it's just like endless possibility it is it, re it really is i'm really excited for this book it looks amazing i hope it sells well because like here's the thing the old exiles from like 2001 from like over a decade now almost 20 years was popular it got to like 100 issues but it was always very niche 
Yeah, okay. And that was also at a time, too, when more comics got to 100 issues more quickly. I, I would love to know the sales data on Exiles to see, because it seemed like yeah. such a weird choice. Well, the good thing is they, they've they got Saladin Ahmed writing it, and he's got a lot of goodwill with Black Bolt and um, all the other stuff he's written. So, like, yeah, he, people will be like, oh, pick up this book. It was written by the guy who wrote Black Bolt. Yeah, that was yeah. an amazing series. Hey, he made people give a shit about Black Bolt. Now he's going to make people give a shit about Exiles again. <laughs> Which is so weird. Where it's like, hey, man, you knocked this Black Bolt pitch out of the park. How would you like something weird and niche? <laughs> Unless, unless that was his idea, be like, man, you did so great with Black Bolt. You can write whatever you want, Saladin. What do you want? Exiles. Give me a, give me, give me, give me, give me <laughs> yeah, just, give me, just give me. immediately exiles, exiles and Quicksilver. And they're like, are you, are you sure? Because you could, you, you can have anything you want. Are you sure? You don't, you really, you don't want anything else. You don't. Okay, we'll give you exiles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're not bearing the mutants anymore. So I mean, I guess yeah, you can have a book where Blink is the leader. Sure. <laughs> I also want to write about the unseen. I mean, uh, Jason Aaron hasn't been writing anything about him, so sure, yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? I only have one more. Uh, I had All New Wolverine issue 33. Oh, yes, they're closing down shop on that one soon. Uh, yeah, the end of this arc, which is the Old Woman Laura arc, nice. which uh, heads to the future, and we find a uh, very Tron-inspired Wolverine who... We find out later on in the book is actually Gabby. Yes, I saw that. Uh, and Laura has kind of like retired. Uh, she's become queen of Madripoor, <laughs> uh, which is now recognized as like a nation sort of thing. Oh, it's like cool. big ha big technological haven. Um, uh, and it kind of takes uh, ideas from uh, the movie Logan, where we find out Laura is dying from some type of genetic disease with her cloning or something. Um, and before she dies, she wants to kill one person and save one person. And that person just happens to be the same person for both those things. And that's her other clone, Bologna, that's who we haven't right. seen since like, like first arc, wow, they're basically. Wow, really it full circle. Yeah, um, so they got to track her down, and they go to the president, uh, who is Kamala Khan. Yes, that's, I saw that panel, too, making the rounds. G. Willow Wilson didn't know that, but she was absolutely uh, tickled and pleased when she found that out. <laughs> uh, and she says uh, Bologna was in a S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier, and then the the Doom World War happened. Oh, no, not the Doom <laughs> and War. Doom and like a bunch of other villains attacked and just completely destroyed everything. Doom, like built a wall and made the neighboring country of Latveria pay for it, you know, around, <laughs> around, around, um, Latveria. That could be a reference to <laughs> yeah. this big, this big dome around, um, his city. And he took the helicarrier through. So he has like, um, not only a helicarrier, but a helicarrier full of villains. Oh, nice. So again, kind of like the original old man Logan story where all the villains teamed up, rose up and destroyed America. Kinda, yeah, kinda. Um, but yeah, she's like, oh, well, I'm going to go to Latveria and kill Dr. Doom and try and find where my sister is. And Maria Hill, who looks completely different, she's like bald and missing an eye and uh, very very Nick Fury, very Nick Fury-ish. Um, rough for Maria. She goes with her and then we find out like Gabby somehow betrayed her to Dr. Doom or something. And that's where the issue ends and big cliffhanger. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool book. It's the final arc, and I'm really looking forward to it. Hell of a run. You, you going to pick up with X-23 and see what's going on there once that happens? 
Well, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, if this leads into that or, like, like what exactly happens to make Laura go from a hero back to her X-23 roots. Yeah, here's hoping they get <laughs> Especially when this book has 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 done so many arcs of her saying i'm different from that yeah i'm not that anymore yeah they're gonna have to tell that story they're either gonna have to tell it here or they're gonna have to tell it uh in one of these other wolverine books they got going on because it would be really annoying if you just picked up x-23 and she's like yeah i decided not to be wolverine anymore but why though yeah well as well and it kind of like throws a wrench into like x-men red because she's like a founding member of that team so like what's going to happen with her in that but tom taylor is still writing that one as far as we know yeah they're junking all the writing teams again matthew rosenberg said big things coming for x-men soon well i know blue got like their team thrown out and like a new team's come in right well i thought that was only for an arc but again they're probably experimenting with that one because they're going to be sending the kids back or killing them in extermination yep yep so yeah that book has to be getting shaken up just by the sheer nature of we're getting rid of the bendis doubles (laughs) which is about goddamn time honestly again oh god how long have they been around for like since 2011 like sooner we worked at comic book cast when that story was just starting yeah, I actually own the first two arcs of that book. Which, the first two arcs are the best two arcs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're genuinely good. Don't don't read anything past the two arcs. Tell you what, read, <laughs> read up to Battle of the Atom, get annoyed, be okay with the ending, then just make up your own ending as to how they got home. <laughs> they died on their way home. <laughs> they died on their way back to their own timeline, and literally nothing else in between mattered. <laughs> <laughs> It's just been a bunch of spinning their wheels and a whole lot of nothing. But, uh, hey, you know what wasn't a lot of nothing? You know what was actually pretty fun? What's that? Domino number one from Gail Simone. See, I didn't pick this up because I was like, eh, Domino, eh, I don't know. Here's the thing. If you don't like Domino, I don't know if this is going to do it for you. But if you like Gail Simone and you like fun, funny comics, then you might like this one anyway. Cool is the thing basically you know it's uh it, it's domino's birthday as it starts she, she's having a birthday and diamondback bought her a puppy and she's like i can't have a puppy i'm like a x-force assassin you know mercenary now i can't take care of an animal and they're like look seriously you you need something to come home to uh nina because if you don't you're gonna get all weird and shit <laughs> Uh, someone's trying to kill Domino, and someone is, you know, able to uh, alter her luck powers because that's her thing. She's super lucky; nothing can hurt her. They take that away from her very early on because they have to. The big standout is we get like a surprise birthday party for Domino, and it's all of her X Force friends and all of her ex boyfriends. So Colossus is there, and Deadpool is there, <laughs> and like Taskmaster is in the background. <laughs> And of course, we're like, well, who's going to sing happy birthday to her? Yeah, we were going to get an Air Supply cover band, so instead we just got Dazzler. Okay. So Dazzler sings her happy birthday, because of course she does. It's it's fun. It's completely, you know, laid back. You know, it's not going to blow your mind, but again, if this is your jam, and this is very much my jam, I enjoyed it. (laughs) Sounds pretty cool. I'm looking at the numbers right now. It actually got over uh, 2,000 views, so I guess someone gives a shit about Domino. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> probably a bunch of people like me it's probably just a bunch of uh what is it gail simone fans who are like "Ooh, gotta check this out <laughs> which i'm glad i did so yeah that's that's everything for me from this week did you have anything else no no i'm still uh going through books 
me too. What do I have left? Oh, I have the new Champions from Jim Zub, which is actually the first book to have the new Legacy numbering attached to it. Mm-hmm. To where it's like you got your Legacy numbering and you have the new numbering. So that's how all Marvel books are going to look now moving forward. Yeah, it, they did that for a while though, didn't they? For they did. with um like yeah when marvel legacy started and it, it kind of confused a lot of people it's it's an old idea they're bringing back and trying out again and as, as we talked last week where it's like look either you should have never stopped doing it or you should have just kept going with how it is now there's going to be new fans who are going to be super confused because they never lived through this style of numbering before yeah like, what it's number one but it says it's number 200 yeah remember remember uh again to bring it back to x-men when they tried doing the thing where it's like look here's the number overall but here's the number out of whatever numbers for the storyline you're reading so this is like issue 26 but it's actually issue three in the trial of gene gray story yeah yeah so they've tried a lot with numbering <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this one's gonna work out or not but yeah i have new champions and i have despicable deadpool still left to read and hopefully that special video i'll be able to get done for this week cool so yeah anything else coming out on your channel matt you want to talk about want to direct the people uh well we got a big week coming up because we got action comics issue 1000 coming out yeah boy it's it felt so <laughs> weird we haven't had action comics for a little bit it has yeah they took a there was the weird thing is this week it's action comics 1000 and the last issue of tomasi's superman run i know right that's gonna be really weird but it's gonna be a good time for superman fans which we most certainly are yeah yeah I, I can't wait to read that i'm also hoping of i'm hoping that they digitally release it so i can show people pictures of it without me actually holding the book up yeah. but i i ordered that um big hardcover nice. the big 80 80 80 years of superman hardcover um i'm hoping they release it online so i can do a semi-review on it show people yeah. what's in it stuff like that yeah i i can't spoil it yet because it's i don't know if it's coming out because it's out of my hands i sent it to someone else but uh i may actually have a big interesting superman issue number 1000 thing coming out as well. cool I, ho I hope it comes cool. out on time but i will be sure to point <laughs> people in this direction they they asked me to do it and i was genuinely pleased where i'm like yeah i'll totally do that but, uh, yeah, so that, that's that, that's the show, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, and favor. It helps us out a lot. If you want to listen to an ad-free digital version of the show, you can always go listen in SoundCloud. That's always good. Yep, SoundCloud. Or you can pay $1 a month and get us on Patreon, where you get everything. You get the video version early. You get the audio version early. Mm -hmm. Cool, really cool stuff on there. It's a good, it's a good deal. For the, for the super fans of this super show that we do. So yeah, thank you so much everyone for listening. Matt and I will be back again next week. Same comic multiverse time, same comic multiverse place. Thank you so much for watching. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.